2: You can obviously wherever you're listening or watching right now, subscribe. If you're a, a YouTube viewer, make sure you like as well. That helps other people find it. You don't want to be selfish. That's not. That's not very nice. We want other people to find this insight and information that we try to give you three times a week here on Take Command. Uh, coming up uh, on Friday, I think we're gonna have our buddy Sean Mraz, uh, who is a hilariously funny uh, producer for the DA show, but also hosts our Brethren podcast up in New York uh, on the Giants, so he will help us with our Giants preview. And before that, Logan, first-ever active player joining the show. We've had so many former players. I mean, shoot, last week we had London Fletcher, and he's, you know, hopefully this year, but if not, very, very soon, headed to the Hall of Fame, Uh, and that's, that's a pretty good get. Uh, but John Bates is going to join us. Uh, your, your fellow tight end, uh, brother and had a couple of massive, massive blocks. Uh, mm-hmm. I was watching one clip yesterday and, and John picked up someone on an outsider run and carried him about 10 yards out of bounds, which was a good time. Uh, also had a touchdown. So John's going to join us for a special bonus episode on Wednesday. We will publish that i think pretty much immediately so make sure you check that out and you're subscribed and that way as soon as it's ready uh, and matt hits the old little publish button uh producer matt then then you'll have it uh ready to listen to or watch that's how that's how that works okay defense uh not a banner day for the rushing defense at all worked out they only gave up 13 points but how concerning was what atlanta was able to do
3: um, so I got another question in, on my Instagram from Christopher Potts, kind of asking the same thing. And I, it's, it's interesting because everybody has been asking me a version of this question. Should we be worried? Is this something to be scared about moving forward? Um, did they show some type of, you know, crack in the armor or whatever? And my answer is no, don't be worried about it. And the reason I say that is because Atlanta, I think, we talked about this on the pregame show, and I think we were the only ones who were talking about it, is like that Atlanta probably could run the ball against this team. And the reason you say that is because they know who they are. They know who they are, like, so astutely. They run outside zone probably better than any other team in the NFL. They have one of the best offensive lines for running outside zone. They have excellent backs for it, and they have a quarterback who can run. If they had Taylor Heineke in the offense, they would be a surefire playoff team, which is a crazy thing to think about. Like, that's how good they are at running wow. outside zone. They are excellent at it. They could run that outside zone versus anybody. I watched Carolina. I Again, I think I brought this up. They had a six-man blocking surface, Atlanta did. And Carolina has eight human beings in the box, which is ridiculous. No one does that anymore in the NFL. But that's how good Carolina felt Atlanta wasn't running the football. And so obviously, Jack was like, we're going to kind of do what we do. We're going to play it light boxes. And I don't want to say he underestimated it because they win the game. They only give up 13 points. But I think that's part of the equation, right? And the other thing to keep in mind is that teams that run the football like this it just takes one little hiccup and they're out of sequence right so if you look at the first drive for atlanta right and the crazy thing is the more plays you run the more likely it is you're going to have a hiccup and you're going to get out of sequence right so on the first play that on the first drive of the game they're killing every they're killing the commanders with outside zone oh outside zone right outside zone left quarterback run all this stuff and all of a sudden they run a duo play and they're not built to run duo. They're not good at it, right? Nope. So John Bostick gets,
2: gets up there and smacks the back.
3: Just chins it, right? Then he's like, okay, well let's run a let's run a zone read. Uh and then the defensive end does a good job. Um, hands it off. It's an inside run. They're not great at inside runs, chins it again, incomplete pass. And that was one bad call, one out of rhythm call by Arthur Smith, right? So I don't think there's anybody left on the schedule. There's some good running teams, no doubt. Dallas, san francisco uh cleveland there's some good running teams but nobody i haven't watched cleveland yet but nobody that runs outside zone as well as them so even if they try to run outside zone it's going to be like a shadow of what they saw here because every team runs a version of it like houston runs a ton outside zone they're pretty good at it they're not as good as atlanta and we saw what happened to houston when they tried to run outside zone so i think you're going to get a version of that no matter who they play right if they play the new york giants they're pretty good at outside zone but they're not the atlanta falcons and it just, to me, it's just the difference between a good rushing team and an excellent rushing team. And, and Atlanta's an excellent rushing team.
2: Yeah. Uh, by the way, that, that drive, uh, the first down play that you were talking about was the one where Fuller came off the edge, made a heck of a play with, right. with John Allen. And then Bostic chins the second one, Yeah. uh, when they, they try to, to go back to, uh, something up the middle. So the, uh, The other part of their run game that was super successful, though, that gives me a little bit of worry for these next two games against the Giants was Mariota pulling it. Like He had a great day rushing. Obviously, Daniel Jones is a threat in that regard. How much of that was Washington selling out maybe to stop and, and saying, we'll live with some Mariota runs and they might take a different approach against Jones? How much of that was missed assignments? Like how, how concerning is that specifically against the giants where uh, that is a huge part of what they do and how Jones has been able to get into a rhythm. And, and unlike Mariota, like once Jones gets into a little bit of a rhythm, like he's a threat as a passer. Yeah. Mariota is just not, not to, Daniel Jones is not a good passer by any stretch of the imagination, but he can get going a little bit and he's got arm talent. Uh, and, and he's a lot bigger of a threat in that part of the game than, than Atlanta and Mariota are.
3: Man, you just unpacked a whole bunch there. So Let's shoot. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with let's start
2: start with how how was Mariota able to have success as a quarterback runner for Atlanta?
3: So first off, like when they like when um, Washington plays Philly, they are very aggressive to the mesh point. They're trying to get the ball out of Hertz's hands, right? Right. Because there's such a big RPO element to what they do. Atlanta just runs a zone read, and I kind of felt like, and it would be interesting to talk to somebody about this. I kind of felt like that didn't scare them they're like, we have some of the best, like our defensive ends are very athletic. We got really athletic linebackers. If he pulls it, we'll be able to run him down. So instead of attacking the mesh point, they kind of muddy footed it, which is where you kind of stand and try to not give him a clean read and then react to him handing the ball off. And then you make the tackle. Right. And so I, that, that was the game plan that they went in with. Then during the game, they tried to adjust and say, okay, well, he's kind of killing us. So let's bring, let's have the defensive end crash to the back and bring a safety or corner around. But Atlanta does a really good job of bringing a fullback or someone else to kind of lead block. And Mariota, to his credit, is very, very good at the mesh. Like, obviously, it's something he did a ton of in college, but he's he can really ride it out and kind of, you, you, in fact, there's a couple times where you see him riding it so long, the back thinks it's his, and then he pulls it out late, and the back's kind of like, oh, shoot, like, did I fumble the ball? Like, that's how right. late it is in the series, right? And he's he's very good at it i will say they i think if i was them i would just attack the mesh point that seems to be where they're at their best right um and on the second to last play of the game james smith williams attacks the mesh point i think everybody remembers this play they're the running yep. zone read they've been getting killed on all day he attacks the mesh point and Mariota is totally baffled by it right and james does an excellent job i posted this on my instagram actually so if you guys want to check that out just to see it he attacks the back on a steep angle like at the mesh and then Merida, Merida pulls it, and then James just adjusts up the field and makes a tackle. He almost baits him into pulling it, and then making he doesn't make the tackle. He spins out, but everyone rallies right. and makes the tackle. Right. So he actually, him up far enough. I actually think if you're going to play Daniel Jones, because of how much keeper they run, because they, they know their offensive line sucks right now. Like they, they, and that's not an indictment of them. They have, I think four four of their five starting offensive linemen are hurt at the moment, three or four. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, so banged up offensive line. And in some cases, they're on their third depth piece. So they are struggling and they know they're struggling. So yeah, you're gonna see a little bit more zone read. You're gonna see a little bit more keeper. One way to absolutely murder those plays is to just run directly at the quarterback. <laughs> right. And I don't think I think that would be a very viable solution in this this week's game because they seem to play the zone read better from that standpoint, and it would kill the keeper game that um that the Giants are really leaning heavily on at the moment.
2: We will talk to Mraz about that more on Friday, and obviously we will get into more of that on Friday on our own when we preview the Giants. A thing that we will do twice in the next three weeks. Uh, we had to talk about our bi-week schedule. We'll figure that out uh, yeah. as well uh, in terms of what we'll do here on Take Man. Might be a good opportunity for a mailbag episode. Uh, always mm. love to get some extra stuff in. Uh, maybe we'll get get an interview or two, uh, something a little bit extra, something a little bit different. Uh, just that's, This is why you subscribe. You, we don't always know what we're going to do, but eventually we figure it out and then we give it to you. And, and no matter no matter what that solution is, if you just subscribe then you get it uh, fresh in your YouTube feed, fresh in your Apple podcast feed, Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever it is that you are listening or watching. Uh, anything else from the game that you think is important to mention before we go?
3: Oh, yeah. so One you, more you thing about, he says. You talked about Mariota throwing the football, and I actually think this is the most significant factor in the entire game. So basically they were running the ball with – Tremendous efficiency. They were averaging about five yards a carry, something like that, including Mariota's carries, all that stuff. Um, but every time they had to throw the football, I think, I think Mariota, as deficiencies as a pass passer, came up, and I think the Washington Commanders secondary and linebackers did a really nice job getting underneath stuff. Ah, uh, because if you look at the scoring drives, those were the drives where they were able to find a chunk play in the passing game, right? So they get the big completion to Drake London, and then at the very end, they get the completion to Zacchaeus on like kind of the busted coverage late, right? So looking at those plays, every other pass play that was down the field, they did an excellent job of 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 masking the pass protect- or of 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 matching the concept. And I want to say that that those plays specifically are what stalled drives most. Mm in the game. Right. So he's trying to call a play one of their three and outs. He tries to call play action pass the first game. It doesn't work. First play, first play of the series doesn't work out. Ends up being like a no gain or incomplete pass. They're behind the sticks and obviously they're good enough to run the football to overcome that, but it just makes it more challenging. Right. And so for, for him to do that, for, for, for the defense to do that and match those concepts and basically eliminate the big plays where Atlanta was able to kind of find their legs for the most part. Um, you know, in terms of getting chunk plays outside of their excellent run game. I think that was, that to me was so significant. Now, a little bit, it's on Mariota. He's a little bit late with some stuff. His timing's a little bit off, all those different things. But guys were there, guys are matching concepts, guys are in tight coverage. And to me, that is, that was extremely significant because it was enough to get them out of schedule. And then oftentimes they weren't able to get themselves back in schedule and it would kind of bog down drives in the red zone. Um, in the field, and I think that was something that no one was talking about post-game, but I think it was, after reviewing the film, was absolutely huge.
2: Yeah, uh, the one area where it was kind of mentioned post-game was a big muchas gracias. See, I can do some Spanish. Uh, a, a big muchas gracias to Arthur Smith for the play calling around the goal line. It was like, mm. buddy, why did you abandon the run there? Like, okay, right. you did it some other times in the game because you got to try to pass it, I guess, eventually. Yeah. But holy cow, when the game is on the line and you are smashing people and you have the time and you have the timeouts and you have the personnel and you have the momentum, why on earth are you putting the ball in the air? Uh, but they did. I mean, he
3: was I mean, he was open, though. Cordell Patterson was open right there.
2: Okay, but it, you can't throw an interception if you don't throw it. <laughs> and that is true. Sometimes, sometimes that is... I know that sounds obnoxious, but sometimes that is the uh, that is the truth. Whether it is Pete Carroll and, and company in the Super Bowl, whether it right. is uh, Arthur Smith here, like you got the thing that will help you most likely score. And by the way, advantageous from a time standpoint because you're just milking the clock. They had plenty of time. Why on earth are you throw? Like I get I get it in some situations. If you have Patrick Mahomes, fine. You throw on an early down, try to catch him off off rhythm. But dear God. you you've just run the ball straight down the field why on earth would you put it up there uh and then deron Payne comes through gets his big mid-up and kendall fuller makes a heck of a play to adjust and seal the game all right uh that's it for the pod uh again thanks for listening subscribe wherever you are uh if you're watching on youtube like and subscribe and we will see you guys uh tomorrow with john bates yeah john bates Mm. joining the show blocking your face off uh, something <laughs> I don't know all right we yeah. should we should probably he he blocks his face off you used to block your face off I, did, I yeah. just talk and uh, that's that's kind of that all right we're done